Hello, listeners, and welcome to the New Gen Podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. We are going to be bringing along some superheroes onto our discussion, real-life superheroes. And to start off, let's bring on Empathetic E. Hey. All right, so her superpowers, get ready for this, are adaptability, empathy, and teamwork. She has all of these because of her past experiences, which include being first gen. And I'm excited to delve in to how she uses her superpowers on a daily basis and how you could find your own hidden superpowers. And I will be welcoming uh, Ambitious Vinicius, whose three superpowers are being goal-oriented, competent, and determined. Because he doesn't let anything get in his way, and he is always about reaching his goals. So on today's episode, we are covering how being first-gen is a superpower. Evelyn and I are both first-gen students, and we go to UNLV, which is the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And we are also peer coaches for the UNLV library, which basically means we can help other students with their English 102 projects, but we also do a lot of outreach events. But... We leverage our superpowers every day, not only in the work setting, in the school setting, but also on a personal setting. So I want to remind you that your individuality is what makes you special, regardless of your background, and that your background is actually a way for you to make even more superpowers apparent in your life. So to start, we want to highlight why we believe we got these superpowers as first gen and how they are going to help us achieve greatness in our lives. So to start off, let's hit off the first superpower empathetic E has, which is adaptability. So this question is for you. When did you first notice your superpower of being adaptable, Evelyn? I think the first time I noticed my superpower of like being adaptable is when my sister moved back back in with us um, because for like five years, it was just me, my mom and my little sister um, after we moved from my dad's house. And I mean, it was just, it was very calm, very quiet, um, very peaceful. And then, you know, my, my sister moved in with her husband and um, because she got pregnant and, you know, she needed help and things like that. So that was such a big change because it went from like, like I said, peaceful to like now suddenly I have to like help raise my, you know, my, my nieces and, and even eventually my nephew too uh, when he came. So it was definitely a different dynamic um and just obviously the culture of my house changed because now it's you know all about the kids and having to move around our schedule to fit theirs and so yeah it was an environmental and dynamic shift for sure but I think that prepared me to handle um those kind of shifts in my life as well and also helped me accept new roles and routine change um as that definitely did happen when she moved back in so I mean it was from three people where I was like kind of like the oldest and I could you know make more decisions and things like that and then it went from three to seven (laughs) so pretty big uh change and um now like it wasn't about me (laughs) and my little sister was about the, the kids so that really helped me when I'm in a group setting um whether it be at work or at school I am more welcome to new ideas and methods and I think obviously there's like initial like fear because like your own way of doing things is like out the window come on (laughs) but I think for sure learning how to um, manage that like whatever method you choose compromise or collaboration just knowing 
what is most appropriate. So for sure, I think my home life and that like shift um, um, in my household really helped me understand the best approach to new environments. Now for you, uh, Venetius, when it comes to being goal-oriented, when did you see this really come to light in your life? Good question. So being goal-oriented is extremely tied into my experience being like first gen and growing up. Um, When I first came here from Brazil, I didn't know English and I didn't know anything about the U.S. culture. We came here when I was two. So from that age, I always looked ahead to see what my next steps are. So the first thing was to learn English right when I first came here so I could communicate with people. And I realized through like those small little tasks that every single thing I do leads up to the next thing. So by thinking long term, I could set along some milestones and steps that I need to take in order to reach the big goals that I set for myself. So by being goal oriented, I could lay out a path that I want to follow in order for me to achieve the goals, even if it means breaking big goals into smaller goals. Um, So that has definitely helped me so far. And I plan on using that superpower of being goal-oriented to reach even greater heights. And I'm excited for it. Um, Being goal-oriented is also something that could help me with helping other people as well. I actually saw a quote today that I want to bring up. So it was, vision without action is a dream. And then action without vision is a nightmare. So this comes from an ancient proverb, and I believe that it goes really well hand in hand with goal setting. So in order for you to set a goal, you first have to have a vision for where you want to go, but also you need to act upon it or else it's just a dream. You could have it all in your head and outline, but if you're goal oriented and you actually follow through with it, you can make those visions into a reality. However, if you just act without having a vision, then it's a nightmare because you don't know what's coming next and you're pretty much just taking life without being proactive and that's not going to get you anywhere that you want to go because you don't even know where you want to go. So by being goal-oriented, I could at least know what my next steps are because I'll have somewhere to follow through to. However, if I were to act without a vision or without having a goal that I, I want to reach, then I'm just living life on a day-to-day basis. And, and that, could be, that could be totally fine if you don't have anywhere you want to go. However, I, my superhero name is Ambitious Vinicius, Ambitious Vinicius. So it's pretty good that being first gen, we are given the opportunity of seeing how awesome life around the world is, but more specifically, how different life is because of where we live and and the opportunities that are presented for us because of where we live. So because we know all the different backgrounds um, and all the different possibilities of that are presented to you based on where you live, I feel like since I am living in the United States specifically, I want to take advantage of all the opportunities that are presented to me um, in the best way possible. So by being ambitious and goal-oriented, it's it's a good way to, to be respectful for all the things that are presented throughout my life. So I'm super excited about that first superpower and I pay a ton of the credit to that by being first gen. So your background definitely plays a big role in it. Evelyn, this leads us to your next superpower, which is empathy. How has empathy played a role in your day-to-day life, specifically with your family life being first gen? I definitely believe that it's important to look at all sides of a story. Um, I think that's what being empathetic means to me is not just looking at 
how I viewed a situation, but understanding others' um, perspective. And so that has definitely played a huge role also in, you know, even my, my personal life. Um, I'm currently, right, majoring in human resources, right? And I'm seeing what are the logistics and policies and, and the systematic aspect of it. But then I'm also, you know, my mom, she she works as a housekeeper at Caesars Palace, right? So, you know, although I may agree with some aspects of HR and the policies, you know, I, I see my mom who is, you know, directly affected by some of these these things that are put in place, right, these systems. And so I think my home life has made me realize that it's important to obviously look at different sides and, and be more understanding and being more relatable to people because um, I feel like I've had the opportunity to know what it's like when you're not educated, right? Seeing that through my parents, but also because I'm in school and I'm around professors and individuals who go to school and have their masters and all these amazing things and they you know, are educated, I can see both perspectives. And I think I look at things from a much bigger picture because of that. Um, so I think that's how it's, it's affected me in my personal life and overall in the way I see the world. But in general, I think it's always a, a, the golden rule, right? Treat people like you like to be treated. So this is something that I live by for sure. And I think it's made me more empathetic and more relatable and connect and establish deeper connections with all people in my life. So what does empathetic or empathy mean to you? And what would you classify as, as being empathetic? Empathy for me means um, understanding the other person's situation and not just like being one-sided, but being able to relate with someone and um like if someone reacts a certain way, you have to understand why they're reacting a certain way, right? Like for example, if you give bad news, you can't expect that person to be happy and or joyful, right? They might even say some things that are hurtful to you, but you being empathetic have to realize, well, yeah, it's because I'm telling them they're getting fired, right? Or something like that, right? You have to put yourself in their shoes and not just say like, well, at least is like definitely like the opposite of being empathetic is well, at least at least, you know, you still have your family. Like, no, 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 right? You have to understand their pain and acknowledge it and respect them and let them be heard as well. I think that that's how empathy, like, in application looks like. So for you, Venetius, uh, your next uh, strength or uh, superpower is competence. So can you kind of elaborate more on that, on that skill? So one thing that I love to do is go fishing and going fishing and being outdoors on my free time is something I love to do. It helps me relax. It helps me focus. And it's a time for me to to go in like a deep state of like meditation and self-reflection. And during that time, I realized the parallels between fishing and just like my day to day life. And I came up with a cool little acronym that I like to to follow every day to become more competent in different skills and one of my hobbies relates directly to developing a superpower, which I think is pretty cool. And, and I challenge all the listeners to also reflect on how their personal hobbies could also sharpen their superpower toolbox um, with more skills. So being competent to me means fishing infinitely. So let me break that down. So fish has four letters and then infinitely is like the second part of the acronym. The fish part is the main acronym. So the F stands for fine. Whenever I'm trying to be more competent in something, I need to find what I'm interested in. If I have a new goal to set, this goes back to my other strength and my other superpower. Um, I want to be really good at it. So first I need to find something that I want to completely dive into. And that could be something that will help me 
reach another goal. It could be something that I want to learn more about to develop my communication skills or my artistic skills. It could be anything. So this could also be used for you guys. Um, and I want to give you the, the capabilities of becoming more confident. And I think that this acronym will help you. So the first one's find. So find something that you want to learn more about, which leads on to I, which is immerse yourself. So with every situation, there have been other people that have gone through the same paces and practices that you have gone to. So by immersing yourself with other people that have gone through the same thing, whether that be through a club or an organization, or even if that's not an available resource for you, finding a community through written text or even digital content is a way for you to immerse yourself in that community. So finding community is is the second one, and you could do that by immersing yourself in, in those surroundings and in that community. Um, by surrounding yourself with these other types of people, it could lead to open discussions of this topic that you're interested in, and it could help you understand all the different intricacies that are involved with the specific subject. So by immersing yourself, you could open your, your eyes and your ears and really start to become more curious about the topic, and you'll really understand why you're going to be searching more and becoming good at this at this specific thing. So this leads us on to the next one, which is search. So once you develop a bigger curiosity and a wanting to understand more of this like specific subject, you're going to search for it yourself. Once you search for it yourself, you could look through other communities and other resources that are available for you. And resources that have already been published and have been peer reviewed are great examples of this. So by searching, you're going to be going to sources that are already proven to be credible, even though your, your, your friends and your community have already had that direct experience by looking into something that has already had the stamp of approval, been peer-reviewed, like I said, could be a more sure way for you to become competent. So this could be through databases, you could go to the library to find the resources, or even just use advanced searching through digital um, methods as well. So by searching through articles, newspapers, listening through to podcasts too, which have been um, conducted with professional people, that's a great way for you to search the specific questions that you're having on the subject. And by searching up the specific ones, it could also spark an interest for you to research on your own, which is also something that you can do. So the search one is all about finding the hidden little patches of information that you couldn't necessarily find on the immerse part of your competency journey. And then the last one is hardwire. So once you have all this information, I love to revisit it as much as I can. One of my favorite books is by Vanessa Van Edwards called Captivate, and I'm currently in the hardwire version of that. I am reading it for the fifth time. I just finished the fourth one last week and I, I'm already diving back in. And each time I revisit the material or revisit um, like a community, I find things that I didn't necessarily see the first time. It's like reading a poem. The first time you read a poem or listen to a song, you're going to appreciate it for the superficial values. And this goes the same with like information that you see too. So the more you read it, the more you listen to information, anything that you're trying to become more competent in, you're going to see it with a different perspective, a different lens. And that's important for people who are truly wanting to become competent and understand things at a deeper level. So by revisiting it or hardwiring, which is the H in Fish Infinitely, you are helping yourself on that journey. And then the last one is infinitely because I believe that this should be a never-ending cycle. Once you finish one topic, you could hop on to the next and even revisit the ones that you've already started. Knowledge is something that 
never ends really and you can always improve um, that part of your your mind so super excited about becoming competent in new areas and that's my method and that's how I've leveraged my superpower of that I've created based on my fishing background and fishing skills and I hope that's helpful for everyone Thank you so much. That's really insightful. And I think that's really important for all of us, right? Who are trying to learn new skills, who are trying to learn any in, any information, um, how we can go about it to engrave it. Do you think that this could be something that you, you utilize, Evelyn, with your next skill, teamwork? How can you see teamwork um, and the fish infinitely like process becoming competent in teamwork, working hand in hand? Or is teamwork something that you typically have to be more creative and spontaneous to develop as a superpower. So I would say when it comes to teamwork as a strength or superpower, you wouldn't really use that um, that format, right? That structured format. It's like you said, more spontaneous. It's more having to do with practice. Um, you know, once I joined a team, right? So, you know, whether it be at work, whether it be, you know, a class project um, I always make it like my goal to get to know everyone right and to establish a connection with everyone um, and so that has definitely helped I guess if I were to put it in the framework of fish and infinitely I would say like immerse right like trying to get to know everyone trying to get a sense of um, how they work and their working style and their work ethic and then using that right using their strengths right effectively so when it comes to assigning um tasks in a, in a in a team or in a group you use their personal strengths and then um so the way like for example working um as a peer coach right all of us have different strengths so for example i want to do hr so i was able to participate in the search committee right that's an example and for example for you you know, you're really good at technology, right? So you're always um, given opportunities to record and do things that play to those strengths. So I think that's really important with teamwork is making sure everyone feels valued, right? Given their strengths. And then um, another way of practicing teamwork is to make sure that everyone's voice is heard and everyone's opinions are heard. Um, even if someone has an idea that maybe not, might not fit um what you think, right? Still letting them, like listening to their, to how they plan on implementing this idea and things like that. I think giving everyone that opportunity to share is really important with teamwork. Um, I think that's the difference between working indep uh, independently and teamwork is that you're, there's more ideas, there's different ideas, um, and there's different personalities. And so it's important to know how to work with everyone and respect everyone in this, at the same time. So um, I would say... Practice is the most important with teamwork, um, and I think I think you can also like like how your framework says search. I think definitely there's ways that you can learn about teamwork even through books, right? Learning about different personality styles and what works for each person. These are things that you can read about for sure. But I think the most effective way is just going out there and being a, a good team player, right? Listening instead of wanting to always speak and things like that. I think that's so important. And one of the, I love working in teams, but one of the things that I typically like to remember is the quote that goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together or go in a group. I forget the exact quote, but 
that's the same concept and it's so true and I'm so proud of you for having that as one of your top three superpowers and it's so important that people do develop that as a superpower so that's what I want to ask you how do you think you developed that as a superpower or was that something you were you were born with is teamwork something everyone's born with and they just need to develop it further so it could become a superpower or is it something that you learn and develop as you go on in life I think it's something that definitely is developed and Um, you know, everyone has different circumstances growing up. So I can see how some may attribute this superpower or strength maybe more early on. So like, I'm just giving a very, very general, um, like a case in which it might be a little bit different. So for example, like if someone is an only child, I can see where they might struggle with teamwork, right? Um, But also, you know, like me, I have like, four sisters, no, sorry, not four, <laughs> three sisters, but there's four of us. Um, definitely, you have to work in a team and you and everybody has different opinions about, you know, what we're going to eat and, you know, like things like that. It's, it's in the everyday life. So I can see how there can, it can be like a little bit different as to like when the, when their, the skill is developed, but eventually everyone definitely develops this skill. Um, so yeah, I would say that it just depends on the circumstances that you grow up in. But either way, when you are in school, you're forced to work in groups, right? So you're, this this um, skill is going to be developed. But as far as um, being a good team member, I think that can be difficult, right? Being able to acknowledge everyone's ideas and things like that can be difficult when someone is so used to just like their way is the way. So what about you, Venetius? When it comes to being determined, right? Is it something that you struggle with like is it something that is it something you have to be passionate about to be determined or how does this look like for you yeah so being determined is all about being resilient to the different adversities you face throughout your life and being first gen and with our unique backgrounds I'm sure everyone does face challenges along the way but the important thing is not to just give up as soon as you see an obstacle coming ahead of you the important thing is that you analyze the obstacles that are ahead of you and that you approach them with a growth mindset instead of just shutting down and accepting that the barrier is there. So being determined to me means not only overcoming obstacles, but being ready for more to show up, being ready for those things that you weren't expecting to come up in your life and being on the tip of your toes to find out the best solution to work your way either around it, through it, over it, whatever way you have to work to get to the end goal. So being determined is all about having that end goal in mind too. So that's why I think it's super important that all three of my skills like add up on each other um, and really leverage each other's like different attributes. So by being determined, I can not only focus on whatever problems coming up right now, but I also have that mentality of, of there might be unexpected things popping up in the future. So by being determined, being a determined first gen, I am overcoming the obstacles that have might already been laid out for me. Not a lot of people go through higher education, let alone with my background. And by coming up with creative ways to get my education, get a career going, getting my job um, and pursuing a successful career path, I am being able to keep that determined strength going. So I think it's super important. Um, But I also think that you're very determined, Evelyn. Do you think that this is a shared skill we have or a shared superpower we have because we're first gen? Is it something that all first gens have? I think so, right? I think it's really important um, to have determination, especially when you're like kind of already at a disadvantage, right? Like you, um, there's different 
all maybe more or different obstacles you have to overcome. So definitely determination and that perseverance is what drives you to to reach your goal, right? You can't give up, and there's gonna be a lot of things that may may make you give up, right? Even like me personally, there's a lot of times when, like, I'm like, man, I don't <laughs> should I be in college? Like, <laughs> is it something that I really like deserve? to be in you know like yeah I think, I think imposter syndrome is very prevalent in first gen so um it's really important to push push those thoughts right and push through from those thoughts and have that determination to think like you know what like I worked hard I deserve to to be in school right I deserve to have this education and um not necessarily for anyone but for myself right so I, I definitely think that determination is is something that all first gen have um, who are moving forward and are pushing through um, stigmas and pushing through barriers that even their parents and their family weren't able to right so it's it's definitely something that we all first gen share that's a really good point i think that a lot of of the superpowers that we did mention today are not unique to to us, even though we might have specific ones that we focus on and that we're proud to leverage. There are other ones, such as being open-minded, being intuitive, being relatable, being tolerant, that a lot of people still have. There's so many positive qualities that each of us holds, and it's all thanks to our background. Being open-minded could be accepting perspectives, which may lead to more creative options. Being intuitive means making decisions based on everyone's experiences. And being relatable, meaning to build rapport and establish deep connections with anyone based on similarities because of our different backgrounds. These are all unique traits that I think are very recurring with, within these different minority groups. Um, and it's important to not see yourself as someone who's weak, but someone who can leverage your unique superpowers and your new, unique strengths to go ahead and accomplish anything you set your mind to. That's the whole point of this podcast is, is to really show you that you have admirable traits that a lot of people don't have because of the different conditions and the different spots that you have been placed in. So instead of looking at it through a lens of it being a negative, by just shifting it to, to seeing the positive in the situation, you can you could leverage everything that you've learned to reach even more amazing things. So I want to challenge you today, and we would love to hear what your unique superpower your unique superhero powers are, your unique superpowers by either emailing it to us or even just self-reflecting on it yourself um, because that's important. And if you start to shift the way you think about yourself and look at your situation, you could, you could see all the opportunities that you, you have on a day-to-day basis. And that could, that could be the, the spark that gets you going to, to reach so much more. So think big, think deep into yourself. What are your unique superhero strengths that you could use every single day to to get the life that you want so thank you super e empathetic e for joining me and i am ambitious vinicius signing out evelyn do you have any closing thoughts yeah being first gen definitely is a superpower uh, we're, we're definitely superheroes who have unique superpowers and that's what allows us to be amazing assets to any company i mean when it when it comes to like a pool of applicants, our experiences and our superpowers really help us to shine through. And I'm so thankful to be able to contribute even to this episode and to share um, some things that I consider my strengths and how they've played out in my life. So thank you so much.
And we appreciate everyone who's listening as well. And we look forward to sharing even more episodes along the way. This is part of season one of the New Gen podcast. And thank you to, for listening to our superhero episode. Remember that you're a superhero, regardless if you're first generation or not. And we challenge you to find your own superhero powers and make them shine through in every situation. So thanks again for watching. And I hope you guys have an amazing day.